and welcome down to episode, he checked his notes, 46 <laughs> of the Down South Photo Show. Michael Tuck? Um, I don't know. 46. It's not a footy podcast. And I'm not sure it's a number someone would be proud of. Really? 46. That's up there. Yeah, but some people have really crappy numbers. Welcome to episode 46 with me, Brendan Waits, here in uh, Ocean Grove, Southern Victoria, and the guy over on the other screen over there, Cam Blake in Hobart Town, Tasmania. Good evening, Cameron. Good evening, Brendan. Um, yes, you almost forgot where you lived then as well, didn't you? For a second. Uh, it's, it's been a busy week. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, hello, everyone, and yep. hello to you. Um, First of all, let's start at yeah. the very top and apologise for not putting out the pod last week. Um, no. because one of us was interstate and the other one was very, very busy. He was the one interstate. I was the one very, well, both very busy, but he was yes. interstate with family. Yes. Um, and I'm in the throes of relocating a store and running a second one. So yeah. Um, we had a, we had another week off. Sorry, guys, but we'll, we'll try yeah. and make that up to you with this and, and we made smashing a, episode tonight. We made, a, we made a point about this podcast when we started that if we put too much effort into it, it's going to be too hard work. So Correct. Um, that's why we don't put much effort into this. And, and yeah, that's right. funnily yeah. enough, having <laughs> putting not much effort into it has got us over a milestone in subscribers, hasn't it? It has. Cameron, would you like to make the big announcement? Uh, we have reached over. 300 subscribers on YouTube. All right, 300. Woo! There might be a little asterisk next to that 300. Look, let's not spoil it. No, okay. Let's, <laughs> let's leave. We're, we're, we're pretty certain that at least, what, 20 of them could be uh, bots or spam or scammers or something. But um, for some it, reason, for some reason, our live show uh, hit, a, hit a chord with. Yes. with the subcontinent <laughs> i think our live show would be classified as going bunter it went nuts uh yeah something anyway. something, something happened something's on gone on we're not sure what it is but we're the live sure. show was viewed by a substantially bigger audience than we've ever had a live show viewed before so we'll just leave it at that but yeah. um the feedback from the genuine audience that actually did watch That's the live right. show was outstanding so yes. thank you so much for those of you who tuned in Sunday week ago, um, yeah, and enjoyed. Was it that long show. ago? It was. It's uh, a week and a half as we're recording this ago. Nearly right. two weeks as this comes out. So, um, uh, again, congratulations to Ben on winning the camera, the Nikon D5100. Uh, yeah. It is on its way to you, Ben. Uh, well, it has did you send it? Did you shipped. send it via Australia Post? I'm afraid so. Unfortunately, okay. Well, bad luck, so, Ben. You didn't get a camera. <laughs> that's right. The, the the camera will will be even more outdated by the time you get it. Yeah. Um, it'll be. It'll be like it a 1950s camera. Should you, when you mail a camera somewhere, should you charge take, the battery and then take the battery out? Uh, I don't know. Or just leave it in there and let it leak. Because I, I charged the battery, but I didn't take it out anyway. Depends on how long Australia Post takes to deliver the, the yeah. bad boys. There is certain rules with that, isn't there? You can't put certain things in post and batteries on planes. And There's rules. Yeah, that's right. On uh, carry-on luggage. Um See, you, you said we wouldn't have a topic to talk about tonight, but here we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we still um, don't have a topic to talk no, about. Well, that's right. I know with carry-on luggage, they do encourage, particularly if you're carrying a drone, they do encourage yeah. you to take your batteries out and put them in a separate plastic bag. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. Must be, I don't know, just to, to, to it's prevent all, it's uh, almost, lithium batteries bursting into flames or something. I'm not sure what that's called. It's almost like the old school when you used to take film on a plane, you have to put it in the X-ray bags and stuff like that. Yeah. 
that that process has now been replaced by lithium batteries for cameras yeah, and laptops right. and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but I've actually come up with a topic and it's on on the list now. I reckon it's a okay. good topic we can talk about. But oh, that is a great topic. Excellent. Yeah, I'll yeah. To come to that. Yeah, right. so, I just uh, had a quick glance. We will come to that shortly. Yeah. So, um, but funny you should mention uh, the old um, X-raying of film. I actually had a lady ring me up today, uh, yesterday at the store, and ask that very question. She said I'm traveling with a few rolls of film. Yeah. Should I be careful? And I said, are you going to any third world countries? And the answer was no. It was like, well, then you're probably going to be fine. And even now, even then, I don't think it's an issue anymore. I think so it was the, that, old, that... the older X-ray scanners, right. yeah, really right. old ones used to. Uh, I traveled with film through um, a lot of Southern Africa like 20 years uh, ago. And you've, been, you've been to Africa. Never knew that. <laughs> There you go. There's a lot of things you don't know about me, Cam. Mm. The more <laughs> uh, I dig, the, the more I dig and scratch, the more I find. Yes, I went to. You know that I went to the oh, 2003 you... Cricket World Cup. Oh yeah, you did too. In Sydney, we went to the Cricket World Cup in in Melbourne, didn't we? We did. That was the third World Cup of it. Third. Anyway, this is not a cricket, football, or whatever show. Sports show. No, um, yeah. Let's talk about our backgrounds. I'm going to start with yours. Oh, okay. I'll start with mine then. Yeah, um, and I'm going to make you full screen and then you're going to hide yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know the secret to hiding yourself. I don't know how to do it. Just put your thumb over your camera. <laughs> I can't. My camera's up there. Oh, no, you can't reach it. You're going, to have, reach to, it. You're going to have to do the Houdini disappearing out. No, I'm, not. I'm just going to sit here with my big fat head, head in the way. Um, <laughs> so this is a photo um, that I took on my recent trip up to uh, southeast Queensland, I guess we call it. Um, so this is the Glasshouse Mountains National Park. It's a very, very popular national park and very, I guess, famous world, uh, national park around Australia. Um, this is on top of Mount... Uh, I'm not going to be able to pronounce it. It's N-G-U-N-G-U-N. Young Gun? Young Gun? Let's stick with that. I don't know. You really put me on. And I'm big screen now, aren't I? I'm making a complete dick of myself. Yeah, that's right, you are. You're full yeah. screen. For those of you listening, Cam is full screen. Full, <laughs> full screen, making dick of yourself. Uh, anyway, so it's about a 30-minute sort of hike up or walk up this a beautiful trail at the top of this mountain. And you come up onto this ridge line and you've got the two mountains behind us here. Um, and there's a couple of other mountains on the other side. But uh, you get 360-degree views from the mountains there. It's uh, got these beautiful, beautiful vineyards and orchards down below. And, uh, yeah, got up there at the right time, just at the last part of the day, and took a few snaps. Um, but it was beautiful. We spent a bit of time in this area and also spent a bit of time further down on the border of New South Wales and Queensland, where you've got the Springbrook National Park and uh, Tambourine and Lamington National Park and a few other places down there. So... As I mentioned last episode on the live episode, this is a bit of scouting for something I'll be rolling out soon about some workshops all around Australia, visiting some pretty unique and significant regions of Australia. So this is ticked off. There'll be something going on in this region next year as a workshop. So keep your eyes out for that. But uh, we had a good time, beautiful spot. Cool. And I get, we'll probably talk about that a bit more as we I reckon, go along. Now, this is, this is going to test me, but I reckon the mountain that's right at the back, is that called Mount Tibrigargan? Oh, you're just showing off now. Um, I think it, it could, is. It could be. I, I know the, used to I, live just down the road from there, so I should know. And and the Wild Horse Lookout on the side of the Bruce Highway is a really good spot to take photos. Well, from. I went to I went to there. Um, wild Horse, Crazy Horse. No, no, that's a <laughs> that's a throwback to my youth. Uh, wild Horse Lookout, definitely. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> um, I do have. 
<laughs> is, there, is, there a, is there a crazy horse one in there? I, did, I would never know. Um, I did actually go. It's funny, like, it's funny when you go around to these places around Australia and like, I, I'm not big noting myself, I haven't been around Australia much, but where I have been, you go to the thing and down the bottom it says, you know, look out 500 metres, 10 minute walk. Yeah. Well, wild horse, thing, wild horse uh, look out. We went there and I was traveling with Lisa and the kids and I went there and it said it was a 700 meter walk to the top. I'm like, eh, I'm not going to do it with the kids. I might come back on the sunset. They can go have some dinner and I'll go take a photo. And I got there and I walked up there and I'm like, this is a bloody hard walk. And it wasn't 10 minutes and it, it was 700 meters, but it wasn't 10 minutes. Yes. And then I got up the top and there was a lady uh, who was up there. Uh, her name escapes me at the moment. She followed me on Instagram. Um, a lady from Victoria, actually, um, and she walked up there and we both said to each other, that's no way that's a 10-minute walk. <laughs> and then you go down to the Glasshouse Mountains here and climb this lookout here and it says it's, you know, allow up to 20 minutes. It's a 30-minute, 40-minute walk. But yeah. when you come down to Tassie and you do walks around here, it says, oh, it's a three-hour walk to that lookout and you're there in two minutes. Like some, some parks and wildlife have some really warped, Oh, the really warped sense of humours, or don't know how to keep time very well. Because Maybe that's because it's still 1975 in Queensland. And there goes a few of our subscribers. Yeah, you've done that well. Yeah, they'll, they'll, be, they'll be back next week. Um, I'm an honorary Queenslander, Cam. I lived up there for 10 years, so um, that's yes, fine. I'm, I can get away with cracking smart-ass jokes. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm going to do something on the fly here. Look, Go on. There, on. Look, is it going to work? It does. Hey. So this is the wild horse lookout. Yeah. That's right. Um, from there as well. So I did walk up there on a different sunset. Um, and we had these really cool um, sunsets, just they just sort of went on a bit longer than I expected them to. And we got every now, you know, we talk about the twilight and the, the golden hour and the blue hour. Well, there was almost like a yellow hour up, up there. Like it didn't really go to blue hour. It went to this really funky, sort of orangey yellow light yeah, glow. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. And we had it each night. We're up there, apart from the first night where it just rained um so yeah it was a pretty cool trip uh beautiful part of the world and um yeah got some nice images and like i said put together some details for a workshop and visit that we're doing up here um for those playing at home maybe we'll just chuck another one up here went to another uh purling i think it was called purling brook falls which was pretty yes. cool yeah so we, we had a good time and uh got lots of nice photos and we'll talk about the topic that i just made up in the fly um whether or not you can actually go on holidays with your family and still get good photos. Um, yeah. I think you can. Like anyway, like that's more about, that's enough about my background. Yeah, it's funny because here I am saying, no, we'll talk about the topic later, but it's already like on the thumbnail. So yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's already the, the description of the very show that you watch. Anyway, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, so where are you? You're in a waterfall somewhere. So this, look, see, watch this, like magic. Yeah, that's not fair. Yeah, just cover your, cover your, cover your. Have you made yourself you big? Have you made yourself big on this? So oh, probably. I don't know. Anyway, um, no. See that that'll probably make you big. Anyway, this is uh, Erskine Falls, which is um, up behind Lawn. Yes. Uh, in the uh, Great Ot Bay National Park. Yes. And this photo was taken about five hours ago. Oh, really? Yes. Right. I went. I went. Uh, Went for a little little spin up there. So I've got my uh, some family visiting. So um, right. I have. I saw your twin brother. Yes, my brother from <laughs> the same mother from <laughs> New Zealand is over, yeah. which is yeah. great. Um, visiting with his two kids, um, and 
his his daughter's boyfriend as well. So there was uh, okay. four of them, and me and my boy Harvey, and we 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 took Harvey took the day off school today to hang out with his cousins, and we decided to go to Lawn and nice. do this little. I mean, Erskine Falls. Uh, I'm sure a few of you listening have been there before. It's it's a nice waterfall to go visit. It's a pain in the bum to photograph, um, yeah. mainly because that angle that you see there is it. Yeah, um, okay. the, that's very, very well boardwalk, which is great because it protects the area, but forget trying to get anywhere else because it's just the rocks are just so treacherous and it's just, it looks like there's a lot of debris. There's in. a lot of debris at the moment. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I was actually thought the falls would be a bit more pumping than that, but um, yeah, okay. anyway, that was that literally just from the lookout right at the end. And if you see, yeah. where am I pointing? Just there, that tree, if you go this way just a little bit that tree completely obscures the falls so yeah, it's literally okay. this gap in these trees here you and that's a small it. gap yeah yeah so the only comp you can get to have all of erskine falls in is this and yeah. i think every man and his dog has got the exact same photo but it is what it is it's fine it was still yeah. good to yeah uh, dust dust the camera off and um that's basically zero filter because it was quite dark over under the canopy in there. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that was a half a second exposure with no filter, tripod yeah. mounted, two second self-timer. There you Bang. go. That's the thing with waterfalls as well. And where we went, there was uh, the first, so we actually changed our trip. We were going, yeah, flying into Brisbane and then going to drive down to Sydney. That's and then we went, then we went, no, we're not going to do that because Noah's building his arc halfway down the, the coastline. So we're not going there. So. We ended up just staying up in Brisbane, Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast, Noosa. And, but the first two days that were there, we had a fair bit of rain in the Gold Coast. So we went and did all the waterfalls. Again, this is where picking the right weather for the right things. And what you said about your waterfall there it was the same thing that I did. Like I still had my polarizer on, but it was a tripod, two second timer, F11 or something like that, whatever yep. it was, press the yep. thing. And I was getting at least a second, even in you know, mid morning with all the cloud around. So it's a really easy lesson to learn. Uh, when you're doing waterfalls is that you've got to pick the right day to do it so the waterfalls are generally in rainforests and rainforests are called rainforests for a reason so get into the rainforest when it's raining and a bit wet and a bit moist take an umbrella take whatever you need to keep your gear dry but that's when you're going to get those real lush shots like Brendan's got behind his shot there as well so uh, make sure you do it make sure you get yourself prepared and yeah uh, you'll get shots like Brendan yeah um and for those of you who know erskine falls um it's it's a short walk but it's like really steep and it's like 240 stairs or something down and then of course yeah. 240 back up and um the the correct footwear is essential we had a little bit of slippage going on with our visitors so, no, no 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 flip-flops no, no, nothing quite that bad. Uh, no, no jandals from the Kiwis. Jand but they, jandals, uh, that's fine, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it was good. It was a great, great, great day out. Um, as yeah. I say, got behind the camera. Really yeah. only there was my only opportunity to take photos because it was a bit drizzly and a bit miserable all the way down. But I did. it did remind me of just how beautiful the Great Ocean Road really is. Um, yeah. Particularly areas uh, this side of Lawn. So everyone knows if you head west of Lawn and you get to Apollo Bay and Cape Otway and the 12 Apostles, the Sum Apostles, Port yeah. Campbell and all that. Port Campbell, without question, is the jewel in the crown, but yeah. the rest of the crown itself should be explored as well. And um, Lawn, there's an area between Lawn and Anglesey. Uh, it's yeah. where Split Point Lighthouse is, Aries Inlet, Fairhaven. Absolutely stunning. And a lot of people skip over it because they're, they're so keen to get to the to the big the, as i say the jewels in the crown so don't forget yeah. about those areas 
and Erskine Falls. Do yourself a favour, get up there. Um, yeah, I think you, we should. You can't go wrong with you can't go wrong with that region, and and that's the beauty beauty about any state in Australia. That's what I'm, I'm sort of learning as well. Is that you know there is spots anywhere you go. You should not struggle. You know within a hundred k radius of where you live, there should be something that you can find that you can shoot that's going to look pretty cool. So. Yes. Uh, we've said it at once, we'll say it again. You've really got to explore your own region and really get out there and have a look and see what's happening because there can be some really cool little treasures hiding yeah, around hid everywhere. So. Hidden gems. Yeah. Um, so can you holiday with your family and still get good images? Probably can not. Next, next question. <laughs> uh, so yeah. this is uh, yeah. travelling with kids and a camera. Yeah. So, so what was your experience over the last week? <laughs> It was a mixed experience. It was um, pure joy and in some stages, pure nightmare. Um, and, <laughs> but but that's, well what you, that's what you get when you've got a six-year-old and a nine-year-old. You know, you, you're going to get that juggling act. And, you know, I saw a few other heaps of families out there. It was great to see so many families walking around the national parks and doing stuff. But I, I used to, I think I turned a bit of a corner on this trip because I used to think that going out with the kids or the family and then trying to get some sort of decent photos. It's just a, just a no-no. I'd just written it off. But on this trip, I think I was able to sort of balance a bit more and it took a bit of extra planning to, to get it right. Um, but I think the secret to what I found on this trip is that you still need to involve the family and the kids in what you're doing. If you're going away on a family holiday and purely just racking off every day to go to your own photos, it's never going to end well. But, uh, for example, the shot behind me up this lookout um, I'd planned to take the whole family up there and it was pretty steep climbing spot in sections and up the top was a bit sketchy in sections according to all reports before we got there. Um, but the kids walked their own pace with Lisa, checked out the ferns, there was a big cave, there was a few other things and I just, I just bolted up to the top. I thought I'll get up there for sunset. Lisa said, look, we'll walk as far as we can to a certain point, we'll turn back to the car and we'll, you know, we'll meet you back at the car when you come down and that worked really well. So I think you can actually go away with your family and if you plan it and you've got to, I think you've got to, you know, log in time to do the things that the kids and the family want to do, but I think you can actually do it and be successful. And as we've said on this show a thousand times, you know, most of the time we're not shooting much during the middle of the day, you know, 10 o'clock till three o'clock is usually go to the pub or do some editing or do something else. <laughs> um, yes. So, you know, if you can work around that, you know, we, we did dream world one day and I was doing a sunset shot that night, you know, you can yeah. work around how it is. So, yeah, I think it's a good topic and I'm sure there's a lot of people who listen and, and watch that have families who think, oh, bugger that, I'm not going away with the camera because yeah. it's just going to be a nightmare. I think, I think you can do it. Yeah, yeah. from, from my experience. And, and you've got my, kids, you know, exactly. Yeah. yeah, My kids are a little bit older than yours and um, like they're well into their teens now. Mm. In fact, I can't believe it. My daughter's nearly 16. How did that happen? Um, I found when they were little, little, it was, wasn't so bad because I could... I would definitely take one of them with me if we're on holiday. Yeah. Uh, I remember vividly a trip we did to Malacuta in far eastern Victoria and um, I took my daughter with me. She was like four, yeah, three or four, but she loved the experience of coming with me when I was out taking photos because it was so, I think she just enjoyed the time that we had. Yeah, of course, yeah. you can't take a four-year-old everywhere. Like you're not no. going to take them scrambling up a mountainside, but you know this was at a beach location and she actually really enjoyed it because what I did was gave her a little camera, a little compact yeah. digital camera that I had and showed her how to push the button and make 
images when she was like yeah. four. Yeah. Um, and that's sort of stuck with her to this day as well, which can be quite good. There are cameras out there that you can get for kids, but even just a, a cheapy compact camera, like a little yeah. Canon Ixus or one that you've no doubt got in your drawer somewhere. I was going to say, no doubt we've got people who listen, who have boxes of cameras like we do, just sitting there. <laughs> you know, it might not be it might not be your kids, it might be grandkids or something like that, yep. but yep. Put, put a camera in their hand. Um, and, yeah, I, I was the same. Like, I... Uh, Autumn and I, my daughter Autumn, used to used to always come at me before Jamison came along. For the first three or four years, she was always out with me doing stuff. Um, but she doesn't have as much interest in that. But she still loves nature, so yep. you know you can still incorporate. Hey, let's go for a walk. We may not get up to the top, but Dad wants to go do some photos at the top. You stay with Mum, and you know they're pointing out ferns and they're looking at for bugs and looking for lizards and goannas and whatever else they could find. Um, so you can incorporate it. I think it just takes a bit more patience and a bit more planning and probably a few more drinks when you get home and <laughs> when the kids go to bed. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, it's a, good, it's a good way to tire them out and they normally hit the sack pretty quickly when you well, get that, back that, home. That's the other thing as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I remember um, when I was with my daughter on the beach, you know, it, from, from a safety point of view, yeah. if I wanted to take photos, you know, further up the beach or I'd never get more than, 30 or 40 meters away from her but what i did yeah. was i set my camera tripod up yeah and and i said okay this is your spot where you get to sit in under the tripod and she loved it she sat in there in the in, within the yeah you know, the, the confines of the legs of the tripod and just played in the sand and watched me take photos that was yeah. it was really cool so yeah so it can it can be done as you say i actually find it's harder sometimes like today for example when i was i had my brother with me you know, and and I felt I didn't want to hold anyone up by taking photos. Yeah. So I sort of today I sort of wrote the day off as we're just going for a drive to show the yeah. guys the countryside and yeah. show them Erskine Falls and you know that sort of stuff. And there was a couple of times when the light looked pretty cool, yeah, but you know, nah, I, I won't stop. It'll I'll yeah. end up stopping and want to be here for forty five minutes, and that sort of ruins their experience. You know, so. Yeah. Um, and that, it's and always better when yeah. if you're going to take photos, ideally you go on your own. But when yeah. you are holidaying with your fam, it can be yeah. done. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's the thing. I think um I think as photographers, we all have that, you know, we're, we're selfish in our in our own way, but we're also not, where we don't want to take up other people's time and you know, you might put the camera away. And I I I've it takes it takes took me a while to sort of get that my head around that is that if I'm on family holidays, I'm not there to take, you know, cracking photos, I'm there to take some happy snaps and you know, enjoy the time. And then if I get some time to go and do some shots, I will. But on this trip, because it was a bit of a scouting trip slash um, sort of hol working holiday, so to speak, I sort of knew I was going to allocate some time to these photos and, and do what I needed to do. But it worked really well. And I'll, I'll put up another photo. I actually did something I'd never thought I'd ever do in my entire photography career, um, ever. I didn't, I, I'm shocked myself. I think but, I know where this is going. Do you? Yeah. I don't know if you do. I bought my son. Oh. I bought my son a yellow rain jacket. Yeah. And I yeah. religious I religiously hate those things. Um, but we went to one of the forests. Um, and it what was I that wet that he had to have one. Yeah, he, he had to have one. <laughs> but what we did, that's a bit of a moving shot. But what I started to do as well, and this is a really good tip for others who who might um, be doing sort of trips with their family, is you know, you can always just actually take photos and think of it as in a tourism mindset. So I actually started taking photos because whenever I've done work for tourism boards, it's like, oh, we want people in shots. We want people enjoying the, you know, being immersed in it. 
Well, you can actually do that if you put your family in it. You don't have to show their faces and you can keep a, you know, a bit of blur motion. But I started doing that down the trails as the kids and Lisa were walking. It's like, I'll take a few shots of them walking across a bridge and blurring it or, you know, in between trees and stuff like that. So, you know, you can be creative and still get some, some good shots. So, um, but I did find out there was a lady called Melanie Wilson is the lady I met at the top of Wild Horse um look no out a follower and subscriber of the down south photo uh, as well maybe maybe Hello, melanie melanie of course uh, she's what? Of course she's but what? it wasn't the only person i met okay. on this trip this is ridiculous right so i i i'm in the middle of Springbrook national park there's a real famous, part of the world. there's a real famous waterfall there called natural natural bridge uh where the waterfall falls through this sort of chasm into this yes. hole Yes. We're in the cave section. So my kids are in the cave doing the whole thing that kids do, screaming and making echoes and trying to outdo the waterfall. And uh, Lisa's trying to manage the kids and I'm trying to manage the kids and I'm trying to manage the camera and all this kind of stuff. And I set my tripod up. I thought, oh, oh, they're going to walk off and continue on. I'll spend 10 minutes here and do a few shots. Anyway, I set my tripod up and there was another photographer hiding even further around in this cave. And you know, you, you know what you, everyone's like when you see another photographer, you either, you either loathe them or you're like, I oh, leave them alone or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and I saw I saw this guy over there and he, he sort of double looked at me and I'm like, oh, maybe he thinks we're going to go crash his party or, you know, crash his spot. Anyway, I'm setting up the tripod, man, you know, kids are running around being silly. And this, this guy walks over to me and, and he goes, uh, are you on Facebook? And I said, yeah, yeah. He goes, what's your name? I said, oh, Cam, Cam Blake. I knew it was you. I'm like, oh, I'm like here we go. Um, so this guy is a gentleman named Les Oakey. Um, he's a photographer also on, on Facebook. Um, he is good friends with a customer of mine who's been on a few workshops and gotcha. uh, he goes, you know, such and such, don't you? I'm like, yeah, well, she's coming down one of the trips with me later in the year. He goes, oh, I knew it was you. Nice to meet you. And, you know, we exchanged details and he was there with his family. I was there with my family, but I was in the middle of a cave in Southeast of Queensland where I'd never yep. been before and someone recognized <laughs> me. I'm like, come on. So don't you love it? So shout out to Les if you're listening and watching as well. Of course. But yeah, course. But, but, you, you, worked, you worked the Down South Photo Show podcast into the conversation, right? I didn't mention it once. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. I'm, I'm shit out. <laughs> I'm absolutely shit. Like even, even Melanie, uh, when we're up at the top of the wild horse lookout, um, you know, there's a few people up there taking photos and I don't like to impose. I just like to set up and take it in. I'm, I'm usually pretty quiet when I'm on my own taking photos, which is unusual for me. Yeah. And uh, so this lady, Melanie, was next to me and she was playing with settings and I could sort of see every now and then she was sort of looking at my camera and you know, <laughs> vice versa. And then she got the courage because I wasn't going to say anything. And she got the courage. She goes, oh, what settings are you using? And then we started talking. And you and just said, you just said the correct ones. No, I didn't. I said, yeah, I said what I'm using. And, uh, she was a Nikon, a Nikon user or a Canon. She wanted to be a Canon user. So she wasn't, she was good actually. And uh, so we got talking and she was talking about she's going to New Zealand to do a photo trip and a few other things. It took me like 15 minutes to finally say, well, actually, I do that sort of stuff as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and she's like, oh, okay. So she took my details and stuff like that. I didn't plug the, the show though. That's fine. <laughs> it's on my website. But we've, so. um, I'd, I'd like to give a shout out to uh, Lily and Hugh, who are, who are now subscribers of the show. Oh, Beautiful. They, they might be they might be subscribers three hundred and two and three hundred and three. Right, yeah. L Lily and Hugh. Where, where um, are they? Where are they from? They're from New Zealand. Oh, they're family, aren't they? They are. They are my nephew and my niece. <laughs> who said? Who said? 
Uncle Brendan, you've got a podcast. What is it? And they straight away on their phones and subscribe. So they will right. be watching and listening. So hello to them. G'day. Um, G'day to them. They were stood right beside me when I shot this photo today. So they, right. So they, they comp stomping you? No. Um, but just to your point about uh, what you said before resonated with me, and that is when you're at a location and you see another photographer. My, my first instinct is I'm keeping out of this person's way. I, yeah. I, I, it's just because I know how much I hate it yeah. when I'm trying to take a photo and a photographer just waltzes in and sets up a tripod or yeah. aren't aware of what's going on around them. So I always, I get really patient all of a sudden, which is so yeah. unlike me. But yeah. I'm like, no, no, you do your thing. You just, I'm going to let you finish your shot and then I'm yeah. going to get in there and take the same shot. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, that, that sort of thing. It, 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 it can be a bit awkward sometimes, but I always just... No, you go. Here's, here's another observation for you. This is not to be like to be controversial on this show or anything. Um, one of us does. One of us does. I know it's you. You're the one that's going to sue people and take them to court. And God. <laughs> um, so the two people I met, uh, Les and Melanie, um, they were my age or a little bit older. That's the polite way of saying it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, or maybe they weren't. Maybe they might have been the same age. Maybe Melanie yeah. might have been a bit younger. I don't know. Anyway, so on the top of wild wild horse and down at the waterfall in springbrook i get up to the top of this shot here at uh, mount nung nung i'll call it nung nung or gung gung whatever it is <clears throat> look it up and pronounce it for me i'm doing uh, it now yeah and, yep. and yeah so i'm on the top of this mountain and i get up there and you sort of come over this little peak or little sort of ridge onto this side so you get this view in front of me that i've got here yep. and i walk over the hill and i kid you not there was about seven or eight young ladies dressed in crop tops and bike shorts doing Instagram poses. Like it was, oh, it was, dear. it was almost like it was set up fake. It was just a lot of them. They all were different. They didn't know each other. Yeah. All different people had a couple of friends with them. Oh, you need to stick your bum out more. You need to do this, you need to do that. And I went for, I went for, you know, I said for God's sake, okay, I'm going to move up a bit further. And I saw a guy on the, up on further on the peak taking photos. I'm like, all right, I'll move up that way. I'll, I'll get out of the Instagram class and I'll move up to the photography class. And I get up there and he's flying his drone around at eye level, almost taking people's heads off. And there's another guy flying drones around. I'm like, I'm just going to find my little patch. Like, you know, just be patient. You know, just, and I just to put the blinkers on. I went, you know, I'm here for the light. I'm here for the view. Get my breath back, you know, whatever. So this guy was the photographer, had his camera out. He was shooting long, long lenses, short lenses. The whole thing had a tripod up. For the for whole 30 minutes I was there, I reckon he would have been no more than five meters away from me. And there's a couple of times I tried to engage eye contact, you know, just to say good day or whatever. Gave me absolutely nothing. Didn't oh, nice. acknowledge, didn't even acknowledge my existence. Didn't even sort of say, oh, good day, mate. There was another guy who walked up who cracked a beer and started smoking a fag. And <laughs> and, uh, and he looked at me and he goes, hey, I'm out. I said, that's the way you do it. You get up the top and, you know, yeah, right, kill a few yeah. brain cells. He had a chat with this other guy, but he was a younger guy. He would have been maybe in his 20s, I reckon. Um, but he had no interest. I could tell he had no interest at all. Uh, he even had his little, I think he even had his little pods in like you've got. Yeah. Uh, he had no interest at all engaging with anyone around, yeah, around I'm that listening to Pink Floyd. I'm not listening to you. That's right. That's right. <laughs> anyone listens to me. So may, maybe it's a generational thing. I don't know. But I, I'm the same. I, I get to a point and or a location. I don't want to bombard someone or I don't want to, you know, I certainly don't get in their way. I certainly be patient like you do. But at some stage, it's nice to say, oh, g'day, how are you going? Or isn't this beautiful? Or how nice is this? Or, you know, I'm glad I got up here. Yeah. I've, I have found in my travels that the majority of people that want to have, engage in that conversation are our age and maybe a bit older. 
Yeah. And the ones that are younger and more maybe social media savvy and more interested in doing that don't seem to have any um, interest at all in engaging with anyone. And to yeah. me, I think that's a bit of a shame because, you know, like you can learn stuff off each other. You can, you know, give each other tips of where they've been yeah. and locations maybe to go. Yeah. But yeah. Um, no, it's a big country. There's plenty, plenty of room for everyone to take their own photo. But um, yeah. I actually just think it's the, the way of the world at the moment. Um, yeah. Whether it True. be whether it be a, um, you know, a result of, of the COVID mess and people not engaging with people as much. Um, yeah. awesome. I'm even finding on the streets, there's less people smiling and saying g'day, which is hopefully will, will, will change. But um, yeah. Well, I, I, I noticed that when I came back to Melbourne last year, went through the city and yeah. no eye contact, in and out, yeah. nothing. Yeah. It was like, yeah. wow, this, this place has changed. But yeah, um, um, I'm, I'm going to roll with Nungan. Nungan. I'm going to say there's the first G, so NG, that G is silent. I, I think it's Nungan. Nungan. Okay, Mount Nungan lookout. Mount Nungan. That sounds right. Yeah, and the little one, the little mountain behind me here yep. uh, is called uh, uh, Kunarin, Kunarin, Mount Kunarin, I think it is. Okay. Um, and it's he's got a crooked neck. And there's an, indi- ah, yes. there's an Indigenous story about this. Kunarin. Uh, Kunarin. There's an Indigenous story about this and there's... Uh, I, I love the indigenous stories around these places that I'm that I'm finding, and um, yeah, it's a really interesting story to look up. But uh, yeah. yeah, so anyway, that, that was the topic. I thought traveling around with family. I think you can still do it. I think you can certainly have. have we had a great time. <clears throat> it's one of the best holidays I've been on, and we did. And the thing was, we just did it really easy. We didn't we didn't push every day. We just had nice, relaxed. We went whale watching out at Noosa. That was pretty cool. Lovely. Uh, the kids loved that. We had a dolphin literally pop up next to the boat and put his head on the boat. Did you get Sorry. some humpbacks? We got. Well, I got one whale breaching and I got a whole heap of flapping fins and <laughs> stuff like that. But it was really nice. Just beautiful morning and uh, yeah. So we had a great time. So I think yeah. Don't dis don't discount going away with family and taking nice photos. Just be maybe a bit more patient. Add a bit of time in there, you know. And then you know if you can allocate the morning and evening for your photos when you probably should be the landscape. Then I think you can have full days and still get away with some nice shots. But ideally, leave them at home and go on your own. Exactly. Go with a mate instead. <laughs> That's right. Someone who likes photography and beer. Um, you want to talk quickly about the Beaker Street Science Photo Award? I do, yes. Um, so I put in my votes just before I went away. Um, but what's happened now is the final 12 images have been selected. Uh, you can certainly go and see them if you go onto the Beaker Street. Link in uh, description. It, it'll be in the description. Or if you just go to Beaker Street um, Facebook page, you'll see the 12 finalists. So I've, I've, I picked, I judged six of them and the other six were judged um, online through a public vote. But you can go on there and have a look and see uh, which ones are doing well and which ones have been uh, selected. And the winner gets announced uh, later this month, early next month, I think it is. Yeah. Um, and so these, a, these are photos that they're looking for more of a, a scientific bent, aren't they? They are and they aren't. It has to have a scientific element, but that's quite broad when you talk about photography because photography is a right. science. The, the photo behind me, that shows gravity. Yeah, that shows... Well, it also shows elements of water. It also yes. shows flora, probably shows uh, fauna, probably shows a whole heap of different things. Geology. Terrible composition. Terrible compositions. It the probably has probably has micro fungi there you know you, you, it's open to a lot of interpretation but there is some pretty strict rules about manipulating and composing and dropping skies and things like that uh, but yeah if you, if you have a look Beaker Street uh, photo contest 
scientific, sorry, Beaker Street Science Photo Prize. Go have a look at that. There's an album uh, which will be in the link. I'm going to put the links in the note down below, us, Brendan, so you know which one it is. Well done. Um, so you, you can go, you can go check that out. Um, and there's some cracking images in there. Um, so yeah, put your thoughts in what you think about that, and maybe we can get people to try and pick who I picked as the, the winner out of those twelve yes. shots, yeah. and put it in the comments below who you think is going to win. Yeah. And who knows? there's some really cool shots, guys. I've I, I can. Uh, very generously gave me a sneak preview a couple of weeks ago. And um, mm. yeah, some really good stuff in there. There's a couple that yeah, really spun my wheels. Yeah. Um, and, and you know what I've just thought about? I haven't yeah. sent out the Dear Cam 12, 8x12 print. I haven't sent that out yet. Well, my I'm apologies. Sure, I'll I'm get sure they will come and knock on. They will. They will get it this way. I've got to do some printing tomorrow. So look out. Segue of all segues. Good, wasn't it's it? time for everyone's favourite uh, segment of the show, Dickham. Uh, episode 45, uh, 45, Forty five. Why does it say episode forty five? Because you're Brendan. not doing your job properly. I know. Do I ever, Dickham? <laughs> this one starts Dickham and Brendan. See, someone knows how to. All right, I'll check out then. Over nice. to you, Brendan. <laughs> have you ever produced a photo book? I am looking to have one made, and was wondering which company you might recommend. Jill from Bendigo. Hello, Jill. Uh, the old photo book question. Yeah. Um, well, have you ever produced uh, one? I haven't. I, I've done a couple. I've been involved with a couple of books and I've done a book. Yep. Um, but I, I was commissioned to do the, the major book I've done, I was commissioned to do. Uh, so that would have been through a full-blown publisher, printing that press. Through, the yeah, whole that, that was through Hardy yeah. Grant Publishing yeah. in Melbourne. So who, I think what where Jill's coming from is you're more uh, yeah, bespoke. Like, like your mento, of, memento books. and Yeah, yeah, making, like making, you know, just no. a handful of copies. I, I haven't done, I probably, I think I did one a few years ago. I know Lisa's done a few of our photos and weddings and things like that. Yep. Um, but I do know it's got a lot easier and a lot better since I did my one yonks mm -hmm. ago um, so but I think they're a great idea and, and I actually encourage people on the workshops to come along that if they get from back from a trip you know for example the Tarkine or Cradle Mountain you know or if they've done a trip with Tassie put a book together because it's fairly straightforward uh, the quality that comes out of them is generally pretty good these days um, so but I don't know which companies and you probably know more about it than I do but I don't know which companies you would recommend over one another. So yeah, so over to you, Brendan. I, I have done a few um, over the journey uh, for friends and family, uh, and I've done one of my own photography. And I've used about four different companies, uh, starting with your cheapest possible option, which is Snapfish. Yeah. Um, I threw that in the bin as soon as it arrived. It was that bad. Sorry, can we say that? I don't know. Anyway, I've said it. You, um, you, seem, you seem to bring up the legal challenges every episode. With most... So. With most printing, um, you get what you paid for, and yeah. that's that's very very apparent in photo book printing. Yeah. The best, without question, and the most consistent is Blurb, B L U R B, Blurb.com. Um, yeah. I've used them probably for my last three or four books uh, that I've put together uh, for clients, and yeah. you do pay more for it, but. It doesn't matter. Like you, you'll forget how much it costs the minute you look at it because yeah. um, you can see they really do put in a fair bit of effort with, and you can have you have choices for the papers that you can use. Yeah, um, yeah. No, great blurb, hands down, Jill. Uh, check those guys out. You know, you probably if you're looking at say a sixty to eighty page book, you're going to pay more than hundred dollars for it. 
but you have to remember that these are one-off things. They're like they're yeah. proper coffee table books. They look fantastic. You're going to have them forever. Um, spend a bit more on your photo book. It just cracks me up when I talk to people who have just spent, you know, $70,000 on a European holiday or, you know, yeah. travelled somewhere for weeks and then come back and they get a photo book for 1995. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> You're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't want to do that. Um, I'm just looking at their website now. It's pretty interesting, actually. Blurb is blurb are cool, and um, they can they can actually help you self-publish your own book. And yeah, yeah, they're really good like that. And uh, you can create an account with them. And so what you can do is you can create an account. You, they'll save your book for you. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to start selling your book, they'll make them on demand, basically. Yeah. Um, obviously, the more copies that you produce at one time, the cheaper per edition. Yeah. But for you photographers yeah. who might be interested in um, putting your greatest hits together in a, in a book form and giving it to friends great and family idea. for Christmas, yeah. here's a great idea. Um, yeah. uh, my business camera and photo does not do photo books. Um, I just don't have the, the, the person power to be able to generate photo books. Yeah. Um, nor the um, desire to want to help a customer create one purely because they take so much time. They are, say, they're yeah, a time-consuming yeah. thing. And people, yeah. when, you, when you're spending that kind of money, you want to get it right. So generally, I think the last book I put together, I want to say about five to six hours of putting it together, yeah. of you know, making sure it was positioned properly, then proofreading it if I'm doing text yeah. and that sort of thing. So um, yeah blurb people yeah I, 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 you've got me interested now I, i'm in the i'm in the process of doing a book together with tom putt uh yep. we're doing a, a book on cradle mountain and he, he does a lot of books he does a couple of books a year he's a very big publisher of photo books but yeah he, he gets a lot of it i think he gets a lot of it done overseas but yeah um i would love to put some books together um yeah yeah this is interesting brendan you've you've sparked a fire in me here so the dear the dear cam has has, has delivered it has for me <laughs> Um, that's worth looking at. But yeah, I think photo books are great. And, you know, that's, that's that age old thing that we talk about on here as well is, you know, you, you shoot your photo, you edit your photo, and then they sit on hard drives. Like put them in a book or print them out. Or, you know, like you say, great, it's a great gift for Christmas or family or birthdays or whatever it might be. Yep. Um, I can't think of anything nicer than someone putting the effort together to put their photos in a book and then yep. thoughtfully give it to you as a present. I think that's a great idea. Yep, 100%. I'd, so, uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, do it, folks. Get your photos and show them off. So um, blurb, blurb is the way to go. Blurb.com. Um, the what what what's coming up for us, Cam? I know you're you're off to Western Australia. Yeah, I've got uh, what a globe trotter you are at the moment. <laughs> I'm knackered, a, mate. I'm a, country, knackered. a country trotter, we should a say. Country trotter. Yeah, I'm not. A, well, we're on the globe still. Um, so actually, this weekend I've got a cradle mountain om digital day um which is coming up i've actually got some news about om digital which i'll be able to share probably next week or the week teaser after. a very good teaser actually um it's come out of left field which is good uh, i'll tell you i'll tell you off air but we'll tease everyone else um <laughs> so i've got an om digital day at cradle mountain this weekend we might even get some snow up there which is going to be pretty cool although the minibus doesn't usually handle the snow roads that well but we'll make it work. <laughs> Hang on, I, folks. I, I, I sense a story coming on. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, a, maybe a national news story. <laughs> That's um, right. So, yeah, we do that Saturday morning, uh, Saturday, all day Saturday pretty much. And then next Thursday I head to Perth and do a four-day or three-and-a-half-day workshop with Sengmar. We're going to the southwest of 
WA to go do oh, some, some stuff. Magnificent so, coastline down there. Yeah, way. I'm really looking forward to it because I haven't really spent much time down there or seen much of it. Yep. Uh, so I am chomping at the bit to get there. Um, yep. So that's uh, next Thursday. And then when I get back, uh, that'll be, I've got a Cradle Mountain winter workshop in this first sort of week or so of, of August and also an East Coast trip in August. So I'm a busy, I'm a busy little beaver, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just got to like balance it, which I am. I'm balancing it well at the moment. So. Um, speaking of workshops, I've uh, relaunched finally my workshops. So yeah. the um, my very popular entry-level SLR workshop, which is basically a getting-to-know-your-camera kind of workshop that we do in the store at Camera and Frodo in Ocean Grove and Torquay. Um, my workshops, those workshops are limited to six people, uh, run for about two hours. And um, last count, I think I've done like 450 people through that workshop or something. It's, it's, it's very, very good. And well, if I do say so myself, the feedback I get is very, very good uh, about how is that, that works. Is that provided by yourself, that feedback? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, That's no, awesome. No, this is and how, how much? How much? Do you, sorry, how much do you charge for those entry workshops? Ninety nine dollars. Two hours or two hours or so. Yeah, it's it's it not always runs late, but we yeah. we try and we kick it off at uh, the Ocean Grove one is at six o'clock on a Monday evening, and the Torquay yeah. one is ten a.m. on a Sunday morning. And do so, people have to provide their own cameras? Or yeah, so something? ideally people come along with their own camera. Now, what, what we find is it's people who, who have gone to the camera store and they've bought the camera and then they've got it home and gone, why the hell did I buy this thing? I've got no idea what I'm doing with it. Yeah. And we all know that camera manuals are written in Dalek. Yeah. So no one's got any idea how to read them. So yeah. um, the idea is that we, we break it right down to absolute basics and... I've actually had a couple of photographers who have been quite experienced have come along to the workshop because it's just a refresher for them. They're like, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, I've been doing that wrong the whole time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, and it's good. At, yeah. Yep. I, I think, I think, yeah, sometimes having a refresh is good as well. I get, I get some people like that on my workshops as well, where yeah. they're, they're highly experienced photographers and know a lot about photography, but they're like, oh, yeah, I didn't know my camera did that. That's right. Yeah. Quite often during one of the one of these workshops, I will have the penny drop moment, and yeah. I and I call it out when I hear it, and someone yeah. goes, "Ah, oh. <laughs> that's why I spent fifteen hundred bucks on this thing, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. more than just a clock. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> more than the clock and a paperweight on the desk. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. uh, I, I love doing it. So my workshops, I market as fifty percent education, fifty percent inspiration. So the idea cool. is. When you leave, mark, that's a marketing slogan. Thank you very much. When you leave my workshop, ideally you you want to go out and take photos. Yeah, uh, we provide notes and all that sort of stuff. So if you're in the area and you want to do one of these workshops, well, uh, I'll, say, I'll, 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 I'll check my roster. Oh, you yeah. Mean, oh, sorry, everyone else. Oh no, you, you, I'm sure you've learned something. Wait, when is it? Maybe. <laughs> oh, I can't remember. It's in a couple of weeks. But anyway, oh, as I say, it'll be it'll be linked below. We, um, we, we need to start thinking about putting a little workshop together ourselves. Oh, weekend, it's going to should, happen. It's got to happen. As you've just heard, folks, there's a few forges in the fire here, so we'll have to yeah. work another one in at some point. Just um, uh, just pick a weekend. I'll come up and we'll yeah, put that's it on. Right. Simple. Uh, or I'll come down. Nah, you won't come any. True. <laughs> Who are we kidding? Um, <laughs> then uh, the new yeah. shop. The new shop opens yes. on Monday, so um, it's awesome. a massive 
massive weekend for me coming up where we're relocating a shop, even though it's only 130 meters away from the current shop. It's it it's might as of, well it's be a lot of gear. it's a lot of gear to move. Yeah, across, look, though. it might as well be in Adelaide. You know, yeah. it's just a, you still got to handle it with kid gloves and get it all across. So, um, and, and did I hear correctly that the first week of your new shop, it's 100 percent off everything? Is that correct? 100 percent off. That's that's an interesting. <laughs> way of I'm saying sure. just come and take all my stuff <laughs> i'm sure that's what you said so get on down <laughs> yeah that's right uh, uh no well, that's exciting that, that'd be good yeah that'd it is good, good. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to a new chapter in mm. in the business um yeah you know, we've been in the current location for nine years which is yeah. a long time but unfortunately the location we're in is just dying the death of a thousand cuts so we're yeah. um we're moving yeah, well, I'm already getting loads of people in Ocean go, wow, oh, what a great location. And I'll yeah. pop in and say good day. And, and look, just because we are moving to a better location doesn't necessarily translate straight into sales. There's going no. to be still, you know, you've got to put a good product out. You've got to keep yeah. that good service going and all that sort of stuff. And we're going to have new faces seeing us, which is very exciting for me. Yeah. So yeah. really looking forward to what I'll report back next week as to how that goes, mm. uh, provided we're doing a show next week, which I'm assuming we are. Uh, we can do one when this time next week, maybe. Perfect. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Uh, good. All right. Well, um, anything else to add to this week's show, Ken? Uh, not really. I thought we did pretty well, considering we had zero topics about 48 minutes ago. We did sort of cobble this one together, so our apologies. But hey, no, that, we, like we, we said, like... this thing's never going to be stressed. <laughs> no, we're not <laughs> stressing it. <laughs> So give a bit of background information to it. And again, no one listens to the end anyway. So, no, but if right. you give a bit we of background. We can say whatever we wanted right now. We could no say. One, we we're could just say, talking to each other, mate. We could say Canon is the best camera brand in the world and no one will hear it. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> a good um, one. To give a bit of background, Brendan sent me a message about two or three hours ago. said, we recording tonight? I'm like, oh, yeah, why not? <laughs> sure. And what, what do you want to talk about? I don't know. <laughs> we'll talk about it. So here we are. Uh, but I've got nothing else to good. add. Uh, apart from get a Chelsea, that's all I've got. Oh, hi, Chelsea. Uh, yeah, we will see still, you. Still carrying on about mentions and dropping <laughs> her name and stuff. Anyway. Absolutely. We'll see you for episode 47 of the Down South Photo Show next week. Bye now. Cheers. <laughs>